It is a little bit harder to get to know Joseph than it was to get to know Mary. Joseph just doesn't say much in the drama that is Christmas. Actually, he doesn't say anything at all. Yet, like so many of the quiet types, his actions speak way louder than any words. When we first meet him, the Bible says that Joseph is betrothed to the young Mary. Now, it might be important to understand what's going on here. You see, getting married in the first century involved three main steps. First was the engagement. This was actually a formal ceremony in which you publicly promise yourself to one another. This step gets the, ball, the wedding ball rolling. The second step was the betrothal, and it was a legally binding step. After declaring your intentions during the engagement, the betrothal was the step in which you lived apart for about a year. Legally, you were husband and wife, but you do not share the same house or bed yet. Now, the third step is the wedding service itself. It is in this stage that the whole village gathers to celebrate and to bless the couple. But it is the second stage that we find Joseph, who would have been caught up in all of the physical and emotional energy of preparing a new home for his soon-to-be bride. He's probably fantasizing of love and happiness, expectations and longings, and counting the days until he could bring his new bride home. And then, Mary was pregnant. I don't think there is any way to think of Joseph other than the fact that he was stunned and probably hurt. There's only one explanation for Mary to be pregnant, and Joseph knows that it wasn't by him. That pain had to feel raw. You see, in that day, if a woman was found to be unfaithful, she was to be taken to court and publicly exposed for breaking the legal bond, and the entire community would have known you by this deed. Yet, when we meet Joseph for the first time in Matthew 1.19, there's only one description for him. He was a righteous man. This means that he was faithful to all of his relationships, especially his relationship to the living God. To God, Joseph was a right relationship type of man. And then Joseph does something rather incredible, at least for a quiet, unassuming, small town young man. Rather than exercising his right relationship with the law, he seeks a right relationship with Mary. Quietly, not only because that's who he is, but because he doesn't want Mary to experience any shame. He seeks a hushed divorce. Only while he wrestles with this and struggles in his pain, a miracle happens. Joseph is reminded that the living God communicates with his people. An angel appears and delivers the same message to him that Mary receives, and she is to bore a son who is the Christ. God there, guiding in a path of righteousness. It is truly incredible. Did you know that this happens to Joseph four times in this drama? First, God does this to explain Mary's pregnancy in Matthew 1, 20-21. Next, to tell Joseph to pack their bags and flee to Egypt to escape Herod's mass extermination program in Matthew 2:13. Third, to let him know that he was safe to return back to Palestine in Matthew 2, 19-20. And finally, to warn him to stay away from Judea and return to Galilee in Matthew 2:22 through 23 I guess this is my point. The living God meets us in our pursuit of righteousness. I don't think it is God's desire for us to linger in confusion. God guides and gives us a path. Maybe that should be your Christmas gift this year, that you write your relationship or relationships and that you can be found as a righteous man or woman. Your gift is the joy that comes with the birth of Emmanuel.
and that God with us will meet you exactly in that place. Thank you.